Hello, and welcome to another episode of Poly Confidential with my buddy. Hi. We have not done an episode together in quite some time. We have not. Well, you know, the manifestation is out there that I want to make income or money off of my lifestyle, podcast, media, etc. Income, income. Yes, I want my income in come. come. The real manifestation is, I guess, several revenue streams, one of them being like a wealthy Central Park heiress who has like 25 grand a month to just drop on me. So it's like, you know, come over, service me, take care of my needs, have dinner, chat, and then like go have fun with your flight attendant and fuck around and go around the world. So, and then also making income, income. By hosting events, parties, being a consultant to like high-end parties would be really cool. I think you should be one of those like Mario Perillo tours of Italy, but you're doing like tours of sex club around the world. A hundred percent. That's actually a Netflix special where these two guys from South Korea go around the world and they're these like bashful little Asian men. And they go to like Amsterdam and interview legal sex workers and stuff like See? that. See, that's a perfect cool. job for you. You're not a bashful small. No, Asian I'm man, not. But right. So <laughs> anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so starting with travel, since we're I am now Mario Perillo. <laughs> I recently took a planned vacation with my primary partner. Okay. Her dom, yeah. dominant male. And one of that Dom's other female partners who has also hooked up with everyone else in this group. So we are all very close, uh, great friends. And in most cases, we've all kind of fucked each other, except for me and the Dom. We are just dominating these two women. Anyway, we took a trip to Berlin to go to the Kit Kat Club that we have found out about from some friends of ours. And when they gave us the description of the Kit Kat Club... The flight attendant girlfriend of mine decided that she wanted to do that for her birthday. So we flew to Berlin, all four of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We stayed in a nice hotel. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really fun. The hotel had, uh, you know, the rooftop uh, lounge up there. We had access to it. So we didn't really have to worry about like meals and drinks. It was all, we just tapped the key card and like went into this room. And we just have so many points and miles that they give us. How many days did you go for we were there 72 hours total, Okay, so I believe. How many days did you go to the club? Two. So basically, we arrived on a Friday morning. Uh-huh. Uh, thankfully, the hotel rooms were ready. Uh, we slept all day, pretty much. And then that Friday night, we went to the club. Are there a lot of clubs in Berlin? Right yes. Now? Okay, and what made you want this one? This one is, I would say, the most, <clears throat> the most typical of the experience that we were looking for. Now, since going to this one, it's like this is the most popular one of that type of club. We now are looking at other ones. But to get your to dip your toe, this was perfect. Okay. You know, this was a really good experience in Berlin techno clubbing, but also it's a sex club. It's a sauna. It has a pool, fetish furniture, um, different types of rooms. Like there was one of the dance club rooms that they had was like a high school prom. And people were dressed for the prom. Meanwhile, up in this, like above the dance floor, there's a man and a woman fucking each other's brains out in a clear room. How big is it? The club itself? Yeah. Massive. And this is one of the regular sized ones. There's the the main club over there called Berghain. That is an old uh, utility factory. This, you know, hundreds of square 
yards, whatever. Do you have to have tickets to get in? No, you do pay to get in, and you must be dressed appropriately. And when I say appropriately, kinky, weird. You can't just show up. You cannot show up in jeans. You cannot show up in sneakers. They will, they will laugh at you and send you away. What did you wear? I wore brand new black slacks, uh, boots, like uh, shit kicker, you know, like, I don't know what you call them, work boots or did whatever, but Doc all black. Martins? Similar to Doc Martens. Okay. Uh, okay, I wore a tucked in black button down uh-huh. with the sleeves rolled up and that was it. So I was just tucked up, you know, tucked in like I was going to what a bar mitzvah. What did the ladies store. wear? The ladies wore fetish gear. So my partner wore the first night kind of like a leather or black vinyl top and skirt with a lingerie under it that was red and it was just like a bunch of springs. What was the weather like? About 45 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit and rainy. Oh, but you can, so what you do is you go to the place, you get in line. Thankfully, the first night it was barely in line. Second night, we had to wait. Okay. Then once you get to the front, the doorman looks you up and down and says, what are you here for? Mm-hmm. You have to know how to answer it. If you are there as a techno tourist, they will turn you away so fucking quick. They like Americans. They like Brits. You know, they like everybody. But they don't want techno tourists, which are people like, oh, I heard the clubs are so good. I'm just going to go check it out. So what's the right answer? The right answer is to know what event is happening that night. So you want to say, I'm here to see DJ Clue and DJ... DJ Clue was there? Yes. Was that a real person? Yes. Yeah. Whoa. DJ Clue was not there. You say, (laughs) I'm here to see Stormy and I'm here to see the other one. Is and that for all? Is that true for every single one of these clubs? Probably. Plus, you have to look at the part. They are vetting it because they are setting a mood inside. Right. And that mood is extremely intense on all the senses. So if you're going in the pool, are you wearing a bathing suit? Up to you. Do whatever the fuck you want. Once you're inside, it is the most open-minded, liberal place you've ever fucking been. Is there like a locker room? There is, there's a changing area. Okay. There might be some sort of a shower set up by the sauna area, but since we were like wearing full clothing at one point, or even, you know, we were wearing sneakers, I wasn't going into the sauna. Yeah. Like you'd want to change first. I, there definitely is a changing area. I don't know if there's a shower or not. Okay. So there's different rooms with different things going on. Correct. And then there's mazes and hallways underground and like the basement level. It's like just a bunch of mazes with weird cave turnoffs, like dead end turnoffs. Uh-huh. Some of them open into a dance room. Some of them open into a ca- it's a cave with a cage where you put your submissive down on their knees and make them suck people off through the bars. Oh. Do they have they have like snacks? <laughs> Great question, mom. <laughs> so <clears throat> this is really interesting, actually, because. A lot of people are on drugs and some people will need sugar at some point. They have a little snack booth. We'll say it's very small with lollipops because people on Molly want something to suck. Bottles of water, uh, a few other types of candy, nuts, and popcorn. Okay. And cigarettes. Okay. And a couple other random things. Condoms, uh, you know, like things like that. It's just like a person standing behind a little booth. It's really small. They have like bottle service and stuff? Nothing like that at all. Really? And the cost to get in... First night was 25, second night was 20 Is the ladies, per person. Ladies, same as men? Yes, just everyone. Okay. It was super affordable. Cost of a bottle of water on a Saturday night in one of Berlin's most popular clubs, three euros for oh. a bottle of water, freezing cold, delicious. An appreciative bartender who smiles and knows that you're there to hydrate, not like, ugh, they're not drinking. 
No, they are like workers. They are like, here's your water, boom, boom, boom. What are they wearing? Some are naked, some are topless. Well, not naked. Some are, yeah, like some of the boob-having people are like just wearing pasties. Some just have their boobs out because it's so fucking hot in some of these rooms. Some are wearing, yeah, just a thong. Some are in lingerie. The men are in mostly, I don't know, yeah, underwear and like maybe a shirt. So... Just based on the club itself, is it something that would get shut down? Oh, my God. In the U.S.? Yeah. This place would never have its doors open. I don't care who you grease. Wow. No, this place... I'm just going to try to sum it up very quickly. It is a all-out techno trance dance club with multiple DJs in multiple rooms. That's cool. It is also a sex club in the sense that there is furniture throughout the place and you can do everything. Anything you want, as long as it's within the normal, responsible means of sex. For instance, you cannot open, you should not openly pee on someone on the dance floor, making a mess that people are going to trip. Of course, right. that's not a thing. But there, we saw one guy, instead of going to the bathroom, he was pissing into a bottle and just putting it in his backpack while his submissive was tied to a mattress and he was using her intermittently. Oh. What, next to the dance floor. Okay. Uh, so it's a sex club. It's a kink fetish, high school prom feeling. Uh, I, I just can't explain it. With multiple bars, multiple levels, Where and lots of nudity. Where did you first? Where did you go first? The first fr- it was a Friday night. Uh, we got in. We paid the twenty five euros per person. Yes. We went to the changing area immediately. That's where you go first if you need to check anything. They have a free coat check. They will also take your bags. They mm-hmm. will take your luggage okay. if you come straight from the airport. If you want a club straight from the airport and then just fly home back to the UK or back to the US, you can just leave your luggage with the, oh. the coat check while they're open. They, they do t- close. When do they close? Like six or eight in the morning. Okay. And on Sundays, they stay open till noon. Oh. So you could go from Saturday night into Sunday, which yeah. is what we did. Oh, boy. So Friday night, we immediately went to the coat check area so we could all take off coats, bags. You basically strip down to your minimum. Lots of people have fanny packs. We just, I have pockets, so mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then you go to essentially where they check your bag. First night I did have a bag as well. I had like one of those, my Toomey bag. They look inside real quick. They're only looking for weapons. They don't give a shit what you have in there drug wise. Okay. Unless it's open, like you're going to sell it. You know, you have like a hundred capsules. They are not looking for any of that shit. Great. We immediately went in right past the snack shack in the first bar into the main congregating area, which has a donut shaped uh, lounge okay. sofa that seats 50 people uh-huh. easily. Everyone backs up and it face outward. Some people are rolling on Molly. Some people are just hugging. Some people are talking like you and me. It, you can do whatever you want. Off to the, then from there, imagine like a hand, like a star. It goes okay. out into like five different points. And those points are a pool, sauna, Caribbean vibe feeling room with its own DJ and bar. A lounge with nicer furniture almost like you feel like you're in miami at like a place that's all white and just has like padded booths and a bar it has its own bar um then there's uh one of the main the main dance floor which has a bar uh the main dance floor we'll get into in a second off of that is another one off of that is another one there's upstairs for smoking and there's downstairs which is like catacombs like a maze of rooms where you encounter many many different things as you're walking through it so we started out in the main room with the big furniture. We hung out. Then we went into the main dance floor and we danced. 
And from there, we all took like little expeditions, both together, alone, or me and one partner, because we would each give each other time with the other partner. Right. Uh, because they were, you know, like at one point, the Dom wanted to be with the girl that he's closer with, but then he wanted to be with my partner. I said, hey, that's great. I'm going to go dance with the other one. Did you end up meeting or hooking up with anyone who, like, you didn't come with, like, other people? 110% yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I have sex stories like you would not believe. Well, let's get into it. You want to get into it? Okay. Um, let's see. Let's get into my personal experiences. All of the following experiences happened on night two. Okay. Were you on anything? I, I yes. I took Molly the first night. Okay. Small dose. Second night, we all took Molly. Oh. All, I happened to bring five capsules. I had one the first night and I was having fun. I'm dancing. And my partner said, hey, do you have enough if we all want to take it tomorrow? Oh. And I said, 100% yes. I would rather, I'm just glad I had extras. I'd rather give it to them than use it myself. Were so people we, inside friendly knowing that you were Americans besides the people that work there? Yes, absolutely. They all were. Everyone was great. So A lot of people from different countries? Yes, we met people from France, you know, Eastern Europe, you know, like Poland and stuff, other, uh, Brits, other Americans, mostly Germans. I mean, we're in Berlin. Yeah. You know, but there were some other tourists there for sure. Did you feel like, yeah. This was a life achievement. Let me say this. You, once you've been to and participated in a Berlin kink sex techno club, yeah. you're a changed person. You, I've seen shit now. You know my lifestyle right now. I am... Now turned on more by like what I was saw over there versus like the parties that I host over here. What did you see and how did it inspire you? Okay, That's, let's talk about great. what you saw and then talk about what you did and then let's talk about how okay. it inspired you. So what I saw was when we were on the dance floor, you can see up into like the second level where, you know, it's like a deck, rafters, whatever you want to yeah. call it. And there's furniture up there. There's a sex swing. So while I'm dancing, I see a woman legs up in the air on a sex swing. Okay. And a dude absolutely railing her. And I'm watching this from down on the dance floor. I'm like, oh, that's fucking hot. I point it out to my crew. We all look. Okay, whatever. People start getting naked as the drugs start hitting. Oh. A lot of people, all the women are in lingerie of some sort. Some just wearing a thong and pasties. Some, you know, naked. As the night goes on, you know, the more people get more naked and crazy mm -hmm. sex starts happening everywhere. So what I saw was public sex, public nudity, uh, what I really saw was freedom. It was amazing. They just were so open and this was the, you know, blowing off some steam. Yeah. When you compare the way they blow off steam to like a bunch of bros going to a bar and like drinking beers all night to blow off steam, you're like, oh, we have it backwards. It's a lot of blowing, but kind of <laughs> blowing. They're literally blowing off. I saw men blowing each other, women, inter, you yeah. know, groups, everything. So I saw a lot of things. Did they have a good cleaning crew? Great cleaning crew. They didn't come around the dance floor because it's packed. Yes. But the bathroom situation was very organized. Okay. Yeah. So Are uh, people allowed to do anything in the bathroom? Or did they not? No, they have attendants that are watching over it for sure. Uh, people do coke in the bathroom. Okay. But that was it. They had You have to wait for a stall. Or you can, if you're a penis-having person or a very brave woman, you can use the trough. And they have a trough where there's no line. Right. You just go in, use yeah. it, and leave. So that's what I did. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, bathroom was organized. It was clean. Everything's out anyway. Why it not? was, 
Look, it was as clean as you could expect, like a club to be. Yeah. On that kind of night, they had lots of people working there. You felt people safe. Still wearing shoes. Yeah, some people wearing shoes. Some people are sandals. Some, yeah, most. I didn't see many people that were bare. I saw one submissive person being walked around on their hands and knees with a collar on a leash. Okay, at least one. Yep. I would. One would assume I saw that. that. that would be. I saw a submissive female mm-hmm. get suspended from the ceiling by rope. Tied up, spread eagle, okay. and then spun around slowly, not uh-huh. like trying to make her vomit, spun around and like presented to the dance floor. Oh. This is over a dance floor of like 500 people and Berlin pounding techno, which I fucking love. It is yeah. so fucking good. Uh, and she's just being spun around you, like her pussy lips are just like right here as I'm dancing under her. How's the lighting? Dim, okay. almost everywhere. There were some spots that have light, like the nice bar area had some light. The la- the um, the pool room had a little bit of light, so people don't slip. The dance floors are dark, but there's lasers and yes. like spots, strobes, that kind okay. of stuff. So, what's the craziest thing that you saw that you were like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh, oh my god, my there's word. so many. There's so many. Heavens to Betsy, I'm blushing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, I got it. The craziest thing I I'm gonna give you two. Okay, this one's, buy one, get one free. One is a man, as I mentioned, who was peeing into empty water bottles and then putting the cap on it and putting it into his backpack. This person also had a submissive who was like tied up. He was using her intermittently. Then they would dance. Then she would use the bathroom, I guess, and come back. And I don't know why he was peeing into bottles, but I know that he was, he didn't miss. I was watching. And he just, I, like, I, I wasn't watching closely, but I noticed right. it from where we were sitting. Okay, and the second craziest thing is I walked upstairs onto one of the rafter thingies and there was the sex swing I yeah. mentioned earlier where someone was getting railed the previous night. This night, I see it kind of moving and I see that there's three women, like dominant looking women in like leather outfits standing around it, but no one is in the swing. But it's like kind of shaking a little bit. So I kind of go over to investigate. It turns out they're all wearing boots and they're stomping on an old man who's laying down under the sex swing on the floor in this dark corner He's wearing like just shorts and he's kind of old and fat and gross and they're stomping on him, kicking his balls and just like torturing him. Not stomping as hard as you would picture, but like they were all wearing shit kicker boots. They were all good hits. And did he like it? I think so. He was enjoying himself down there. Okay. And the girls were all so hot. Yeah. He was so old and nasty, but that's his thing. And in Berlin, you can do that shit. People are into it. Yeah. They respect it. So that was really cool. Those are the two craziest things. Did you find it? Okay, so that was night one. Right. Then night two. Mm. No, this was, that's both. Oh. Both of those stories were night two. When did you start like meeting and engaging and. I would say from the very get go on night one, mm-hmm. I had, I was already talking to a French girl mm-hmm. who was there for like the weekend to party, just like we were. Mm-hmm. And she was looking for her friend that they got separated eventually. You know, that whole typical, oh, I can't find my friend. I'm like, oh, otherwise I would have said, hey, do you want to go play with one of the rooms or something? Uh, Courtney was into it all. Okay, I'll figure that out. 1915. Was into it. Okay, maybe it doesn't even matter. How do we add a flag? Thank you. So with that said, uh, she, my partner, was into it, me hooking up with other people, and we agreed we were both free to do whatever we wanted. And she also knew that she could tell me if she found someone hot or if she wanted me to set up a situation or, you know, be her security. But in the end, uh, we ended up, my partner and I did play on night two. 
in a public situation. Okay. How did that happen? We were walking around the underground mazes, and as soon as you walk down into the downstairs, like right there is one of the caves that goes off to the side. And in that cave was a man standing up and two girls on their knees blowing him. So it's like this oral threesome. Everyone's touching each other. Uh, and they're just having a good time. And there was plenty of extra space in the cave that we could sit there and watch and not interfere. Right. So we're about eight, ten feet away. Okay. So my partner and I sat there in the cave watching them. I took out my cock and started stroking. And she eventually took over and started blowing me in the cave while we were watching the guy get blown in the cave. Right. Uh, they eventually stopped. They, you know, he didn't come. It was just a fun thing yeah. we were all doing. We kept going, but then I have to tell you, there's a bit of a predatory element in the club, represented by I don't know. I noticed a certain group of people. Let's say uh, they're also techno tourists mm-hmm. that I found to be a little bit predatory on some of the girls there. So one of these guys came into the cave and just immediately came right up. Can I touch her? Can I touch her? It wasn't like hot. It wasn't. No. It wasn't like. It was like they were just waiting for the consent so they could stick their dick in their mouth or something. And, like, and I didn't no. like it. And at first I said, no touching at all. And he's like, can I watch? I'm like, fine. And then he watched and my partner just got turned off. I'm like, all right, we're out of here. Zip up. How old were they? Uh, this per- That group was probably like 30s or 40s, I guess. They could have been younger. It's dark in the clubs. Yeah. You know? It's hard to tell. But they also during... Is there a lot? No. No, it's very self-policing. Uh, like, you know, if you needed security, you could find them. You could tell a bartender anywhere and they would immediately come yeah. over. But they're not like on the dance floor. They're not in the rooms. You know, it's not like in the States where you have security everywhere. So that's interesting. So they didn't ask her at all. They just went right to you. Yeah, they did. Exactly. They kind of said it in our direction. And thank God you were like, nope. I prevented a sexual assault rape from one of them. Whoa. I absolutely did. That's going to be a whole episode. I can talk about this rape that I prevented. Whoa. Um, yes. In the same club. In the club. This was in the club 20 feet away from the sex swing where the girls were kicking the guy just later in the night. Was this with your partners? No, or it was somebody not. somebody else? This was with a stranger. <gasps> I hooked up with strangers there. It All safe, protected. I actually did not penetrate anyone. Okay. It was all like hand and oral stuff. Okay. That we did. Um, you know, a little cautious in a club situation. Yes, it's really our strangers. Condoms are great, but, you know, whatever. So we kind of played it safe. My partner appreciated that. Obviously, I had my release with her, you know, because we were staying in the hotel. But in addition to that, um, yeah, I prevented the rape by this predatory group. And it was, I know everyone's probably wondering, like, who is it? I'd rather just not say for now, but... Yeah, no, we'll do a whole episode on it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot going on in this club. Um, it's just an incredible time. And like I said, once you've been there, you're a changed person. What? Okay, so tell me, how did it influence you here? So being in that club those two nights and seeing, you know, like you said, the man on the floor and the, mm-hmm. guy, the girl on the thing and... Everybody's so open and people are naked all around and it's very different than any sort of club scene in mm-hmm. the United States, right? Yeah. So, um, so like what were your, I guess, takeaways or things that you were like, I need to bring this home or I oh, want to bring this at home? You can't do, you don't have this in America. The difference is the freedom, the liberal, open-minded, non-judgmental. Well, there probably are clubs like that here. But it was just so free and open and you can do whatever you want. But everyone has the same baseline of consent 
like I said, there were people forcing that, but yeah. everyone had that at a minimum. Um, just organization, thinking of everything, the coat check being free so you can bring things. You're not like, oh, we got to pay like 30 bucks for parking. Is there a difference that you find just in, because you've been to clubs and here and you've hosted yeah. parties and you've been, what are the biggest differences just in terms of how they physically interact? Like, is there a big difference in how they'll physically interact with you in Berlin? Uh-huh. The kissing, touching, like, is it different yeah, than it, it is here? Yeah, I think at least there, every everybody is on MDMA. Every single person there is on Molly at some mm-hmm. point. You can see when the drugs kick in around two in the morning, the club changes, it gets like naughtier. So yeah, I would say at that point, it just feels very different than it would here in a club. But I've never done, I've never been to like House of Yes, I think it is here yeah. in the city. There's some of those where it, I think there is open play like that. Yeah. I just haven't experienced them compared to like when I host my parties here. Right. Okay. So. But do you even find like, like, do they kiss differently or do they uh, want I, different things? I think there were a lot more open-minded women who were just letting their inner slut come to the surface because it's hard to tell when people are fucking in the club if they are a couple or if they just met on the dance floor. Are they doing it just like standing up? St- okay, being bent over the railing is a big oh, okay. thing over there. Women just bent over a railing. There was a woman sitting down on like one of those uh, like little box cube things you'd have with a couch, like an ottoman. And she was sucking off two really good looking dudes right there while I was like walking by. Um, so they're doing that. One girl was, you know, laying on her back and just, oh, one girl was actually laying on her back while a couple fucked on top of her. It's gotta be so hard, like going to a club just in general and having like game, you know, having Riz. Uh Uh-huh. But you go there, it's a very different type of Riz that you have to have because you're- Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So that's a great point. The Riz you have to have (laughs) to succeed in that club is the Riz you would have to have like in a kink or fetish, what we call kink fetish environment here in yeah. the U.S., in the States. Like you can't, I would say if you were a swinger, just a swinger, you would not do well in this environment. And I don't think that? so. I think, I don't know. It's like, you can't go up to somebody and be like, what do you do for a living? No, What's there's no talking. There's no fucking talking like that. You just go into it. It's, Sarah, where are you from? No, Nothing. it's basically, uh, do you want to suck me? Should I put a condom on? Do you want to fuck right here? Really? Yeah, and people, like I said, getting bent over the railings. Um, not on the dance floor. I'm sure there was stuff. I just didn't see it. Uh, oh, uh, you would go upstairs to have a smoke break on the roof area, the little like area on the roof that's outside. And right where you open the door to go out to the roof, there was a guy getting blown by a woman on her knees, like in the exit way. It does make things much simpler. It in does. A way. Doesn't it? Exactly. I mean, for women, you have to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if you do martial arts or something, you're in a better position. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. But, you know, it does make things simpler. I feel like gay clubs are very similar to that, where two guys just look at each other and they're like, yep. Yes. You, are, you hit the nail on the head. Um, there is a strong element there that we would consider the gay clubs here. It's like that open-minded... It was a safe space. It was yeah. a queer space... Nothing was looked at or judged. Also, there's like signs when you walk in that say, we will not tolerate any kind of harassment. You'll be immediately ejected. This is a place of inclusion. Okay. You know, stuff like that. So let's do a quick wrap on this and then get into my experiences. I have one question though. How long were you there? Like what Friday night? Friday night from 
about 10.30 p.m. until 4 a.m. And then Saturday night from midnight to 6 a.m. And is this the first European sex club that you've been to? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. So we can't compare it to like no. Spain or no, Amsterdam? No, not yet. Hopefully we're going to find more. We're going to do the Paris spa, Sauna Libertine. Okay. You know the spa we go to down the block? Yes. The Russian Banya? Yes. Imagine a, a fancier version. It's French, you know. But there's rooms where you can play, touch. You know, it's kind of like a sex club sauna vibe. They're called Sauna Libertine. And I or we will be going very, very soon. Do they have croissants? I hope so. You have to be naked in there. Okay, I want to hear everything. We so will. We'll do individual stories. Okay, sounds good. Yay. Thank you for listening, and this is just part one of many.